0: I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor.
1: And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot.
2: And I'm Austin Martini, a student pilot.
0: And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial.
1: So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Aviation is something that excites people of all ages, from little kids looking up at the sky and seeing their favorite airplanes flying by, to somebody in their more senior years looking at something that they may have used to fly in uh, back in, in their day. Uh, it really excites everyone. The aviation bug can get you from something as simple as a Young Eagles flight, or like I said, looking up at airplanes flying over you at a really young age. But the odds are, if you're listening, the aviation bug has already got you, like it has me, Carson. Carson. And our guest today, my son, Austin Martini. But first today, I want to tell you guys a little bit about a question we get quite a bit. And the question is, am I too young to fly or is my kid too young to start flying or something like that, right? Well, the FAA allows you to get your private pilot certificate at 17 years old. They allow you to solo an airplane at 16 years old. And that means you can take your private pilot written test two years before you take your trek ride. So technically you can take it at 15, but if you want to become a glider pilot or something like that, you can actually get that rating at 14 years old. So that's sometimes a way for somebody to get in. But today we wanted to talk to everybody about uh, somebody who's actually young uh, and is actually too young to take the written and too young to become a private pilot at this time. So today we brought in my 11 year old son, Austin. Uh, so we can look at his perfecti- perspective on flying at such a young age and what he's done with it so far. And some of the really neat flights that he's done and accomplished as a young pilot, he actually has, I think around 30 hours already. Uh, and at 11 years old, that's pretty good. Uh, the only reason why he has hours, cause fortunately his dad, me, uh, is a flight instructor. So, uh, he's pretty lucky. I think so. I want to introduce my son, Austin. Uh, like I said, he's 11 years old. Uh, he's an awesome uh, little boy, and uh, he's very articulate, so I think you'll be kind of impressed with him today on his perspective he brings to flying, and believe it or not, he's a really great pilot. Actually, don't believe it or not, hey, it's me. Right, Carson?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Austin is a phenomenal pilot. Uh, I've, I've seen him fly plenty of times, and I've seen plenty of videos from, from him flying. So, Austin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I really hope you know how exciting it is to start flying with your dad at such a young age. It's, it's really awesome. And I remember my first flight with him, but do you remember what your first flight was like?
2: I do not remember my first flight in particular, but I remember my first IFR flight, which was, uh, I was flying through the clouds with my dad and I was scared and started crying and everything. And it was just kind of scary for me taking a first flight because I couldn't see out the window.
0: Yeah. I have to, I have to tell you, I was on that flight, obviously, (laughs) um, and by the way, earlier, I am more humble than I than I make myself sound, just an FYI with that joke in the last uh, last paragraph or so. But uh, Austin's first flight was my first passenger flight, actually. And I packed him up in a car seat with my sister and her now husband, Ashley and Andrew. And he was in the back with my sister, Ashley. And uh, and they had a ton of fun. And I think I've talked about that flight a few times. But the, the coolest thing was Austin's just being in the airplane and he wasn't happy on that flight. He was crying on that flight too. Matter of fact, he's crying on a lot of the initial flights, which is kind of hilarious now that we think about it Um, because now he's just such a natural and and loves to be in the air and do things. The only thing he won't let me do is he, he says no spins or flips or rolls or anything like that. And he'll still tell me that no matter what the airplane we get into, Um, which is pretty funny considering none of these airplanes can do any of that stuff. So, but I remember going up with you, Austin, on your first IFR flight, which you were just referring to, And actually, I think it was one of my first actual IFR flights as well. I was at Corona airport and I flew IFR a few times and I did it with instructors and maybe other pilots, but I never did it by myself. And I never did it with um, a young, young boy sitting next to me who didn't know what to expect. So he was really excited before we got in the airplane. uh, But once we were in the airplane, he was very, very nervous. And uh, he was making me nervous because he was just crying and crying. I actually had to move his microphone from his face uh, because I could hear him on the uh, on the headset. It was it was it's comedy now, but at the time it was very stressful. And uh, I, I'm glad we have this memory though. We're laughing about it now because it was a great one.
1: That's awesome. I, I think I remember f- uh, my first IFR flight, and I'm pr- pretty sure I cried on it too. It was uh, a <laughs> pretty pretty scary experience for someone who doesn't know what's going on. But super awesome! That you're able to. You float. would Carson. What was that?
0: I said you would Carson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my first flight with your dad, I cried too. So totally fine. <laughs> uh, and Austin, last year you had a you had a really impressive flight that your dad was was telling everybody about. He was he was really proud of it, showing off the videos. And you were landing the Duchess at night in McCarran Airport. What was that like?
2: It was kind. of... It was hard because you couldn't see the runway most of the way there. So you couldn't like it was hard because it was at night too. And um just seeing all just going over mountains and everything was kinda hard and the wind was a little bit so that was just it was kinda of, couldn't be a little bit stressful.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, flying at night is, is really beautiful. That's why I like it. But one of the hard parts is finding the airport at night. So especially in Las Vegas, you know, it's all city of lights pretty much. I totally understand.
0: Yeah, so that flight was really, really neat, actually. Um I was sitting on the right seat. Austin was sitting in the pilot seat. Uh, we have my girlfriend in the back seat. And uh, I don't know, we might have had our dog with us too. I'm not really I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah. Austin said, yeah, we did. Uh, so we had our dog with us too. And Damaris, I asked her to, to film it for us so she could film his first landing. Uh, because what other, I don't know, he was either 10 or 11 at the time, 10 or 11 year old gets to land an airplane in a class Bravo airport. Uh, I think it was on zero one left, uh, is where we landed. Uh, but, uh, a seven thirty seven just flew over us. Um, they were telling us beware of wake turbulence and, he is a very, he has a very steady hand. So I told him to keep it at a certain attitude and I tell him a five degree nose pitch up or nose pitch down or whatever it may be and set an airspeed, set a power setting. And Austin, you're actually really able to do it pretty well. Um, how did it feel when, when I would tell you, Austin, I want you to do like three more inches of manifold pressure or uh, a little bit more power here or, uh pitch to the left or fly a certain heading? What did, what did that feel like to you when I would tell you, Hey, turn to this heading and do you see the runway and you see the lights? Tell me a little bit.
2: So it would kind of feel like all you have to do is just touch it at least a little bit. Depends what you tell me is what you should do. Meaning if you, if he tells me to do it a, at least a tiny bit or a lot, just do it. However, you Take it, or however you uh yeah, I, I get what
0: you're saying, Austin. If I was telling you I want you to move it a little bit or a lot, but what he's not explaining is I would say what a little bit or a lot is, and a little bit or a lot could be um I use my hands actually, and I do this with all students, not just austin i've do I've done it with Carson I've done it with everybody. If you say move the the control wheel um an inch forward or an inch backward. An inch is a different size measurement to everybody unless you actually have a ruler out. Uh, for somebody to imagine what that is, it's pretty difficult for most people to, to know exactly what the same size is because if you move a half an inch or, or a full inch, it, it can make a big difference on different control movements. So I actually use my fingers and I show people uh, the exact amount of, of, of pressure or release of pressure I want them to do on each control, uh, control service control wheel uh, or power settings. So that's one thing he's leaving out on that. Uh, but that's exactly what we were doing. And he nailed it all the way down to our landing at McCarran. Uh, once we got on the ground, I took over and, uh, and stopped the airplane so I can get us off the runway. But uh, he landed assisted all the way down. I didn't touch the controls whatsoever. I did talk him through it. Uh, so I know that if he got stuck and there was somebody able to talk him through it, he could definitely land an airplane and land a twin um, at a class Bravo airport at at 10 or 11 years old. That's pretty good to me.
1: Yeah. It's awesome. Um, I actually still haven't landed at a class Bravo, so you already beat me and you're, you're half my age. It's super, super great. And,
2: um, That's absolutely surprising.
1: Yeah. I I just haven't been lucky enough. All the airports in Southern California that are Bravo's have landing fees. (laughs) Um, so you're able to land at McCarran without help from your dad, which is incredible. But when was the first time that you you landed without help from your dad, without instruction?
2: So, I was landing at Chino Airport. Uh I was flying an Icon A5 and, and and it had a stick, so it was a lot easier to land in my personal opinion. Uh but it was scary and because my dad just told me do a little bit like not much. He told me use the rudder. That time, it was kind of my first time learning how to use the rudder in air, too. And I did everything, I think, correctly to get the airplane on the ground. And when I... The rudders, I think, are the hardest part because they can move your airplane a lot or a little bit at the same time.
0: It takes takes a lot of of control movements while you're landing, right? But... The only thing I told you before you did that landing was make sure you're on this particular airspeed and you knew from just flying a bunch of times, pitch for airspeed and power for altitude. So you knew if you pitched down, you would go a lot faster and you know, if you pitched up, you would go slower. And then when you give that power, uh, that power would raise you higher or lower you to the ground. And is that what happened?
2: That is correct. Yes, that is pretty much what happened. Summarize it all.
0: Perfect. And just so you guys know, I, I I articulate these power settings and different things uh, to all of our students and to myself, but with him, he's just been flying for so long. He kind of does it naturally, and I don't even know how to explain it, uh, but he's able to, to just nail the airspeed just by feel. He just knows what he has to do compared to, hey, I need to add power or, hey, I need to pitch down. And it's almost being done subconsciously with him. Uh, it's a really interesting perspective, because I hear these things happen with with people who are learning a foreign language as a young child. And aviation is kind of like learning a foreign language. You're learning a new perspective on life and a brand new skill that is not necessarily easy, um, but it's challenging, just like learning a new language would be. So I think the same thing happens when it comes to skills like flying, especially with with young kids.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenge um, no matter what age. But I think that's really crazy that at such a young age, he's able to pick it up so easily. And I think that it's it's really just one of the craziest things to me. Um, being able to just fully understand and have the feel of the airplane, which is something that took me about 30 hours to you know, actually start to understand. And in uh, Austin, I still have not have the fl- chance to fly the Icon. So what's it like? It, you know, it looks crazy. And uh, I've seen a video of you flying it. And that's crazy, too. So what's that like? big fan of it
2: it's really it's really fun to land on water and everything so it's really fun to fly because it's not like a normal airplane it has different control movements instead of a yoke airplane it has a stick in the middle it's a little bit more easier to fly that way with uh controlling it quite a bit
0: How, how do you like landing on the water buddy
2: it's really fun, but it's also landing on the water is really fun, but also really bumpy because if you aren't, if you don't land, my dad taught me this, if you don't land on smooth water, but it can't be too smooth because the reflection, cause you can't see how low the water is. And I was taught that by my dad.
0: That's good. Uh, yeah. You're talking about a glassy water landing, how that's more challenging than a rough water landing, uh, but if you, if you land on rough water, it is bumpy. So that was a great correlation, uh, Austin, and that's totally true. It's very correct. Uh, it's, by the way, it's it may be a softer landing. Well, it can be softer on glassy water, but it's definitely not... Uh, not safer. It's harder because like Austin was saying, the reflection is more difficult. Uh, But I would say if the water's too rough, uh, like you can't have waves or swells more than 12 inches actually uh, in the icon, which is actually pretty calm water. Uh, It's, it's pretty challenging. And the only place that Austin and I have flown that together so far is in Long Beach Harbor. Uh, So I'm hoping, hopefully one day I'll get to bring them over to a, to a body of water. That's a little bit more smooth and, uh, and, and calm.
1: Yeah, Austin, uh, thank you so much for being on with us today. And, you know, it's super awesome that you've been able to fly the Icon so much. That, that's really incredible. Um, I still haven't gotten to fly the Icon, much less land and water. So I'm glad you had some pretty good experiences and experience with that.
2: Yeah, I had very good experience with that.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's awesome to hear all about your exciting journey so far, and I can't wait to watch where it takes you. It's you're know, going to be a really fun ride for you. And thank you everyone else for listening today. We know it might seem a little daunting to fly at any age, especially at a young one. And I believe that one of the most important things in life is to gain experiences. So if you can start doing that in aviation at a young age, don't let anything stop you.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Austin. It was it was great to have you. It's not that you had much choice to be on today. <laughs> I kind of told you you were going to be on, uh, but uh, I wanted you to have a an, an awesome uh, opportunity to come on the podcast. So thank you for for uh, not chickening out and uh, being on the podcast today.
2: I'm happy to be here.
0: Thanks, buddy. By the way, uh, if you'd like to reach out to uh, any of us, any of the three of us, you can reach out to me or Austin at Mr. Martini Guy, or you can reach Carson at. Carson underscore av seventeen.
1: As we wrap up for the day, remember we here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride.
2: Thanks, guys. Bye.